Welcome to a podcast for the Krakoan mutant era with a distinctly black and queer lens. Every episode has a new guest, a single topic, and a ticking timer. This is X of Words. 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 Also have maybe like a little bit of a pitch for like how movies could work with her in them. Oh, see how much of that I can get to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it. Yeah. Hello. Um, hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of X of Words. You're back with me, Ashley. Uh, you know how who the now. So, um, yeah, the, the faster I shut up, the better. So this is. Justin. Hey, everybody. Hey, 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 Justin. Say, um, say hi. You can follow. Well, you can follow Justin at uh, here. Here's. Let me see if I can get this off the top of my head. Um, Winley yes. underscore W I N L E Y underscore. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yes. <laughs> so say hi. Tell her. Uh, tell us who you are. Yes. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Justin Winley. I'm back on the show. Um, I came on once before to talk about which X-Men movie is, uh, well, I think we titled it, which one is the best. I, I, made, I tried my best to make an objective case. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from Harlem. I'm a podcast host myself, like many of the guests who've been on here. Um, and uh, Ash and I have been Twitter mutuals for a couple years now. So um, now that I'm, I'm, I told him now that I'm working as a a writer at Screen Rant covering comic books. I have more kind of regular access to what's going on in all of the different spheres of Marvel, particularly with X-Men. So I feel more inclined um, and more able to talk with any kind of like authority, so to speak, <laughs> on, <laughs> on what's happening, because I know what I'm talking about. Um, although today yeah. we, it is another movie conversation. So I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but I was like, you've, you've definitely got a niche. Yeah, yeah, I skirted away from comics yet again, but <laughs> but a lot of what I have to talk about um, is rooted in in some of the uh, stories that I've been reading, just for like my own research and catching up on stuff. So I'm excited to dig in today. Ah, well, thank you. Okay, so today's question is less of a question and more of a statement. Mm -hmm. So it's why Cassandra Nova needs to be the next X movie villain. Yes. So Justin stays in the film auteur seat that he's made for himself yeah um, and we love we love that know what you're here for yeah like yeah. turn up and be like where's the film shit that's <laughs> that's, that's my hard. job i pop in on this show once every two months to talk about <laughs> um movies um and obviously we're in a transitional period now that disney has the rights back and you yeah. know we don't know what things are going to look like exactly, but I, but I, I do think that they have an opportunity to get creative. Um, and it's, so I don't know when you're going to start the timer. I'll, I don't want to jump <laughs> into it and then get, you know, so I'll wait. You tell me when to go. <laughs> oh, is, is, is the medium walk still running? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So we, uh, we are on sort of a mid season break right now, yeah. but um, we actually, are going to be coming back pretty soon once we figure out our schedule. Uh, definitely in time to talk about Doctor Strange, but also yep. looking at some of the other um, indie films that have been coming out that haven't gotten as much attention. So that's still up. That usually, uh, when it's running at its peak, our goal is to hit weekly, but you know we're four people with, with busy lives, so it doesn't always happen. Um, yep. But yeah, you can find us, of course, at the Media Morgue across all socials, and, um, and then my other one, Harlem's very own podcast, 
is um also running we have about like four episodes left before we take our summer break um so yeah it's a lot of work obviously you know <laughs> a labor of love I, but i do yeah i do yeah <laughs> um no but that's that's perfect so if you know what if after this episode you like justin and you like films and you like to think and talk about films for longer and beyond just x-men then now you know where to go yes definitely check us out all right cool so let's hit this timer oh shit <laughs> child not everything now do i need to stop saying child i'm british <laughs> Is that appropriation? Is that like a thing, bloody hell? (laughs) Not me. I I said it again. (laughs) Ah, fuck. Let me hit this time up. (laughs) We have have to get on with this. Okay, let's do it. So, uh, our ex on Cassandra Nova starts... Um, now. All right. Okay, So, so, yeah. Obviously, most of you listening are aware of who Cassandra Nova is, right? She is, I can give a little overview, you know. Um, yeah, do it Do it like in in like as short as sentences as you can manage and oh, also yes. be as rude as you possibly can be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, Cassandra Nova is um, a psychic leech. Uh, that gestated in the womb alongside Charles Xavier and tried to kill him. And he put a stop to that um, and killed her first. Or he tried to kill her first and she died. Different people have told the story different ways. Point is, um, she was evacuated from the womb, sort of a miscarriage situation. She was bad vibes. She was bad vibes from the start. Bad vibes from the beginning. Embryonic bad vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the very beginning, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, astral plane bad vibes, really. And um, she managed to reconstitute a body for herself over several years, several decades. Came to the Um, party uninvited. Came to the party uninvited (laughs) and showed up and said, um, you know, look, here I am. I have all of Xavier's powers and none of his inhibition. And I hate mutant kind because he loves mutant kind. Um, Looking like a single testicle. (laughs) Just a roving, roving single testicle. <laughs> yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, you won't be rude enough. So now I, I feel like I have no, to I, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate it. Um, uh, I hate that woman. She's definitely evil. No, she's pure evil. And and I was telling um, Ash before the recording started that I had just been listening to the previous episode when y'all were talking about villains. And it is you know, we have seen a lot of sympathetic villains in media recently, but yeah. it's nice every now and then to have someone who is irredeemable because it helps us more clearly identify who the heroes are. Now, that being said, yeah, the interesting the reason I think Cassandra Nova should be brought to film is because we are also yeah. in an era where Charles's own motivations and his own position in the mutant human relationship is constantly being questioned. Right. Like right. Yeah, yeah. we're far from seeing him as the benevolent father figure that he used to be. Yeah. And now we're challenging, you know, who he is. And it's it's really cool to have this this shadow of him um, kind of stand as like, this is what Xavier could be at his absolute worst. Yeah. Um, and so, and I also think like, you know, especially in the Krakoan era where even someone like Apocalypse isn't even like a bad guy anymore. It's, it, he's more like a, almost like this patriarchal kind of like, neutral presence as far as i've been able to tell i mean he helps them out with like the crucifixes that they do you know when when a mutant is revived crucibles Crucibles, yes crucibles (laughs) 
I mean, he probably would. Yeah, <laughs> him in Exodus. Yeah, he um, would nail you right on there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Crucibles. Um, but it, it, you know, there. I think there's an opportunity to kind of dig up some villains who we know for a fact like are not even interested in being redeemed, not really interested in being related to. They yes. want what they want, and and they and uh, and the X Men need to stop them. And so, to that end, I even started to think about okay, if you have if you want to give the X-Men a traditional trilogy, and I think like they'll probably do a bunch of Disney plus spinoffs to them. They maybe they'll do an X-Force show or whatever, whatever. Oh God. But we'll, we'll see. Um, but I think there was, so you, there's came on, one, you came on here to threaten us all. I did. <laughs> I'm holding a gun to every X fan's head. Um, there, uh, no, there's a, a pattern that I, I recognized yeah. early on like in in some of the superhero trilogies when it came to how the villains were formatted and that it seemed like you would have the og villain in the first movie yeah the classic villain in the second and then the most dangerous one in the third so like Raimi spider-man you have green goblin yes doc ock venom yes uh even though venom was a studio decision but whatever even with um with the dark knight trilogy you have ross al ghul joker bane right like mm-hmm. it kind of follows this thing whereby the the third movie, you know, there's a character that kind of irreparably challenges the hero or whatever. But even in the original X-Men movies, you start with Magneto, which makes sense. Then you have Stryker and then you go Dark Phoenix. Now, I think immediately two out of three of those, we don't need to see again. I feel like Magneto was well beyond being a villain. Yes. He's an anti-hero at most at this point, And he's yeah. just too, he's too like relatable and likable to really make another villain. So, yeah. um, and It'll then Dark. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say Dark Phoenix we're we're done with. Yeah, yeah, but never, 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 never. Um, So no, so this is, so this is the challenge of having like long form podcasters on here. Yeah. You guys naturally talk. Forever. For like five and a half minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And so I never want to cut, I never want to like jump in and be like, hey, but I'm like, hey man. (laughs) Yeah, no, of course, of course. We're sprinting, we're sprinting. (laughs) yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the heart, the, the the challenge with this also is that the the politic has changed. The mm. like minority politic has changed. The expectations, the things that we, the discourse, the things that we expect, the things that we expect minorities to be and do in mm-hmm. in in aid of equality or um, or you know just living together. Are yeah, different. right. So the the X Men, there's there's like a, a movie challenge generally in that it won't be able to be what it was anyway. So I think yeah, Cassandra exactly. Nova is an amazing foil because then you get pushed into more of a renegotiation of the metaphor and what these characters stand for by having a shadow Charles. Mm-hmm. You actually tackle the big themes instead of just like, oh no, this mutant's bad. Why exactly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are they Why are they worse than any other mutant? And and. Yeah. Even speaking of Dark Phoenix, the great thing about another great thing about Nova is that she makes Jean Grey more interesting without even having to mention Phoenix. Because True. if you look at that Grant Morrison run, yes. Jean is really the one who's dealing with Cassandra at a large scale and when she comes back in X Men Red. Yes. Um, so they have sort of a rival relationship. She put her right in the dirt. And I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, obliterated her. <laughs> yeah. And then, and also the only, because when you said it, when you were like, oh, Cassandra, Cassandra Nova, I was like, I actually want to see Emma twist her shit to the back. <laughs> Snap her neck, I right? Want, I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see a rotate. 
Yeah, I'll be, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. I'll be shoving my. Listen, I'll be shoving so much popcorn into my face. There, there's just so many good moments. I mean, even down to her trying to take over Charles's mind while he has Cerebro on, and him and putting the gat to his skull and saying, "I will blow my brains out before I let you take over my mind." Yes, he knows how powerful she would be. Yeah, Um, yeah. So I mean, she's she she would be dope. Um, I think and. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree, and I think like so far the the Kokoan era, like this new era, the the villains have really shone mm. from Hellions, from like the redeemed villains to um, everything that's going on in the pit now. It's mm-hmm. those. It's those people. Like Krakoa was never going to be something massive and major for all of your sort of uh, morally aligned characters. Sure. So I'd I'd love like. But do you wait? Wait. Here's a good, here's a good question. Do you think the new film should deal in the Krakoan era? Okay. Well, I didn't know how much time we had. I I've been thinking about it um, because yeah. I think on the one hand it makes sense, especially even with Cassandra Nova, because one of her first major acts is to um, destroy Genosha. Yes. Right. And so you could transplant that in a way to Krakoa. It just depends on what movie she comes in. I mean, yeah, I don't know that yeah, yeah. It, in my idea, she wouldn't be the first. I think it would be interesting to have a first X-Men movie where it's like Mr. Sinister and John Sublime or something like that, where yeah. we're dealing with like the cloning and the U-Men and all that. It elevates the X-Men's profile. It elevates Xavier and puts him in the perfect position to be corrupted by Cassandra yeah. for her to be made manifest and then, you know, you can have a second movie where she comes into the picture and maybe launches an attack. You know, it's it's it all depends on how they decide to incorporate the X-Men, whether they say, oh, they've always been here on this island called Krakoa <laughs> or <laughs> or they could do something like that. Or, you yeah. know, there there's so many different ways they could bring it into the fold. But I think she'd be a great she would be a great midpoint villain for the X-Men's cinematic journey. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was a perfect point. Yeah. I think that was a really good point. Um <laughs> I I think so. I think so. And like how would you want her what would you want her position to be? I, I think I'd love it if she was because you know she's basically just a bit deranged. Mm-hmm. And I love that for her in the comics. Like reading her in the comics be absolutely deranged is yeah. fun actually. Like yeah. I didn't think I was gonna in like six panels of mm-hmm. um, Marauders. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to enjoy her. <laughs> I still have to read that because she's back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in the movie, I'd like her to be more Charles-like. I, th- mm. I think I'd love for her to show the bullshit and yeah. so, like really, really show the rottenness in like a full appeasement mindset. And how... Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I think... In that case, there's also like you in any way you have to like Charles enough by that point because you have to understand how like I think that's why we need at least one movie with him yeah so that we get to the point where we more we like okay it's I mean everyone is kind of they know who Professor X is so they're gonna trust him automatically yeah. for the most part yeah um but you need at least one movie to establish what his worldview is so that when you bring in Cassandra Nova. There is that contrast, I think. Yes, but it, but it, 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 yeah. She definitely can represent the holes in his ideology, the doubts that he has about his own beliefs. You know what I mean? The things yes. he won't say. 
Um, and I just, w- I always tell people, I wish that Marvel hadn't wasted Tilda Swinton by casting her as uh, the ancient Ooh. one. She would be phenomenal. That's <laughs> okay. Be- all right. All right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She would have been fantastic. I didn't but... know you were going to come in here and do this. I didn't know I was, <laughs> was going to close out this episode wanting to see Cassandra Nova. So, um, well done. Fuck <laughs> thank you. you, thank you. <laughs> equally. I hand those to you equally. <laughs> I, I accept them both. <laughs> I accept the Xavier and the Nova, the Shadow. And the Nova. <laughs> that is a perfect, that is perfect casting. That's yeah. perfect casting. Um, it would be pretty great. No, thank you. I love that. I, lo- I love this, everything that you said. And now I'm going to look at more trilogies mm. with that framework that you... Yeah. It's an interesting pattern. They don't all do it, but I think a lot of them try to. And then what happens is, of course, when you get a really good interpretation of one villain, yeah. as we saw with No Way Home, you can't try to do it again with someone yes. else. So you just bring <laughs> people back. And yeah. this is why, what makes it easy. The X-Men have so many... They do have a lot of villains, mutant or otherwise. Yeah. Um, even you could... I mean. I have ideas for like Bastion and Nimrod. You know what I mean? They, they could they could even but combine them. But you were you were right because and also another thing that you said that really made me and I'm, I, I I promise we're going to clean up. <laughs> I cannot I cannot speak today. I cannot speak. Why did I say we're going to clean up? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? That shit don't mean anything. <laughs> I said I'm going to finish up. I'm going to finish yes. up. But um, there's there's so many villains there's so much mm-hmm. and i would love them to come back in on the cocoon project really leaning in with the movies as well to the fact mm. that you have all of the mutants at your disposal yeah and that means that i want to see deep cuts i want to see villain yeah. deep cuts i think cassandra nova not only for the thematic challenges she presents that could result in an evolution of the politic that takes uh, the x-men to a more modern place yes somewhere where we could watch it and not go well this is fucked up it's right. also the fact that she's a bit of a deep cut mm-hmm. you know and there's i i will not watch another fucking film <laughs> yeah with the redhead of the day <laughs> giving, me, giving me like CW level emote emoting while yeah. they while they like set set them set set the woman on fire. Yeah, no, exactly. It's how it's many redhead enough- actresses are we gonna burn? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get trying to get the fucking phoenix right it's dead it's dead enough is enough <laughs> enough is enough i mean your boy brought up sugar man on that podcast and i was like wow that's oh, a yeah. crazy cut i haven't seen that guy since x-men legends 2 and uh and you fight him in that video game and it's like, <laughs> I was like who is this who is this guy so oh uh, all right well thank you thank you justin it's been a pleasure as always thank yes. you thank you so much for coming on thank you for being here thank you to everybody who's listening i've been ash I've been Justin, and this has been 10, 10 minutes of words. X- I, I, get off my show. Someone that choke, someone I feel inside.